If you are ready to change the way people experience the transition to parenthood, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we interview postpartum professionals, academics and researchers, as well as parents with unique perspectives on postpartum. Whether you've been working with new families for decades or are brand new to postpartum care, we'd love you to join us. I'm your host, Julia Jones. Hello and welcome to the Newborn Mothers Podcast. And today we've got Lizzie Williamson on. You might know her on YouTube as Two Minute Moves. And Lizzie, I'm so excited to have you here because you've been a regular person in my life for many years now. <laughs> I actually have a little Asana task, which is Asana is the software I use to use to do my project management. And it flicks up recurring every day, Two Minute Moves, um, just to remind me to get up and move. And sometimes... I started out always using your YouTube videos, but now the philosophy is kind of spread. And sometimes I just put on a song. Sometimes I just run down to the mailbox. My my mailbox is down about five flights of stairs and back up again. But I now have that two-minute moose philosophy like embedded in my lifestyle. So I'm really excited to have you here. Thank you so much. <laughs> well, you've made my day now. That's brilliant to hear. <laughs> Now, when I started doing your two-minute moves, I didn't realise that your journey started in postnatal depression. So introduce yourself in your own words and we can talk a little bit about where you know where you started and, and how, how you came up with this idea. It's so interesting that something can come from a time where we just are in it and think nothing good is ever going to come out of this time. How am I going to get out of this time? You feel so stuck and incapable of doing anything that's you know beyond those day-to-day tasks and and that was me when I had a baby and a toddler and I found myself in quite a dark place actually and that's where it all all stemmed from this 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 idea what came to be two minute moves and so from there i went on to 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 share this idea to write a book to to be on tv to working with organizations and conferences around the world but it all started in this time that if i'd had a crystal ball i mean i don't even think i would believe it that i was able to to have this awesome thing come out of that time yes yes so let's rewind a bit before you had children you were a dancer yes i was and i danced all around the world and i was doing the you know can can at casinos and chorus signs on cruise ships and i was quite young i started doing that when i was 18 and yeah i always always loved to dance. It was my thing. I grew up in a little country town. It was always going to be my ticket out of my country town to get down to Sydney from Gympie. And it brought me so much joy. That's where I was every single morning before school. For an hour, I'd be there, my little ballet bar in the corner of the little garage and dancing. I just always loved to dance and to move. And so what happened when you had children i found myself really incapable of doing the thing that had made me always feel really good it's like i couldn't get myself to do it and it's so strange because i would have always thought that 
If I heard someone who was struggling with their mental health, who had depression, anxiety, all of those things, I would think, you need to exercise, you need to move. It makes you feel so good, why don't you do that? But of course, when I was in that situation, I was so shocked that it felt almost impossible to get myself to do the thing I knew was gonna make me feel so good. And I had a lot of really dark, dark thoughts. I had no idea what had happened to the very, you know, positive action taker person I had always been. I pictured myself that I was going to be this incredible earth mother. And I was just going to be this perfect mom who'd swan around and making amazing muffins and homemade food for their children and doing all these amazing things and loving every minute of it. And that wasn't my reality. I was really, really dark. And I remember sitting there and looking around the house and there's washing to be put away and stuff to be done and just feeling I just couldn't cope with it. I also remember feeling like such a failure as a mom that I wasn't coping. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, how dare you with all that you have here? You have two healthy children. You've got all this support, a roof over your head, food to eat, all of those things. How dare you not be coping? There are so many people worse off than you. Get over it, get on with it. And um, yeah, just let's go. And no matter what I said to myself, I couldn't seem to pull myself out of this darkness that I was in. And had you quit dancing in order to have children? You, that wasn't your job anymore. No, it wasn't. I'd actually moved into uh, producing theatre. I, I, I started doing a little bit of acting classes, realised that wasn't for me, started producing theatre. And, um, and then, yeah, um, I actually became an agent for actors and that's when I had, had kids. Yeah, so you didn't have any kind of reason like making you start dancing again you know like you know if you had to work in a schedule and you had to get fit again and you had to perform again but you kind of just it was up to you to find that motivation which is really hard what what was it that kind of finally helped you to turn that corner yeah I mean you're so right about it being hard because I just remember thinking well I just I used to you know I was before I had kids you know I would go to do a boxing class or some kind of yoga class or something and and now it just felt like even I couldn't just walk out the door whenever I wanted to and I didn't have that hour and um, I was too tired to do a certain amount of intensity so I, I was just not doing anything and on top of that I had this you know it turns out when I finally went and saw my doctor that uh, she said to me what you're experiencing is postnatal depression and what made me finally go to my doctor is, oh gosh, I, I was so hard to, to go and get help. And I remember I was just sitting on the floor and the, um, Stella and Ruby, my two little girls were upstairs and they were in their cots and they were crying out. My husband walked home and it walked in the door and, and he just looked at me and he pretty much begged me to go and get some help and said to me, you know, you falling apart means this whole family is falling apart. Please go and get some help with this. And um, so that's what I did. And 
I didn't even tell my doctor everything that I was experiencing, the dark thoughts and everything. I was so ashamed about it. Oh my gosh, I was so ashamed. I hadn't heard of anyone else then. This was 15 years ago. I hadn't heard anyone else who was having these type of thoughts and wanting to, you know, throw my baby out the window, all of those type of things. I hadn't heard of anyone. There was no social media. But I think what happened was when I talked to my doctor and she said, this is what's happening to you. This is what's happening. And all of a sudden I thought, oh, okay, this isn't just me. I'm not the only one experiencing this. I guess that there is nothing wrong with me, but there's something going on here that needs to needs some attention. And so she gave me some treatment options and she said to me, when you get on a plane and they tell you to put your oxygen mask on first before assisting others in an emergency, she said, that's what you have to do as well. Um, and so that was such a turning point, finally starting to admit to someone uh, what was going on with me. Because I would go out to play groups and see people, I just put on a big smile on my face and I'd look around and think everyone else is coping. Everyone else is loving this motherhood thing. And no one else is is um, having, having these issues like you. you know, come on, what's wrong with you? So I, you know, just put on a smile on my face and I would just fake it through. And I remember several times just, you know, picking up my girls and just running out of the playgroup, just walking out of the stairs and just crying because I felt uh, like such a, such a failure that I wasn't able to, uh, to experience this motherhood thing like I thought I would. Yeah, isn't it interesting that even, I mean, the depression alone is enough to cope with, but then all these layers of shame and, and hiding how you really feel just add such a bigger load to that um, that experience. So I'm really glad your husband did say, look, you need to talk to someone and that you were then brave enough to actually, even if you didn't tell the doctor everything, but you obviously just said enough to get you started on this new path but that's um it's a really hard thing to do so yeah I'm glad you had that support and I'm glad you had that that courage as well yeah sometimes you have to dig quite deep and I think when it's beyond just you I was there with these two little girls that I loved so much and I think there was something about that moment after seeing my doctor and just and just sitting there on the edge of my bed and just before everyone got home and just thinking, right, you've got to, you've got to dig deep here and you've got to really, uh, you're a, yeah, you've got to make a decision, find some grit or something inside of you to take some kind of action here. Mm. Yeah, so it really was that idea of putting on your own oxygen mask. You needed to do this for your, for your children and for your family. Yeah, but I remember thinking, Okay, but what is this oxygen mask? What is be? it? <laughs> I was so sleep deprived, so tired, couldn't even, you know, go to the toilet without a toddler following me, uh, no time. Um, and I remember feeling incredibly hopeless about it all. But I did, I did make a decision. And my decision was that I needed to find a way to move my body. 
Yes, and that was obviously a big part of your your healing. That's where we are, you know, all these years later. Were there other things you tried first or did you just know that that was the thing that was going to make a big difference for you? I really did have that moment sitting on my bed and I saw the M-O-V-E. It's like move, move. And it's crazy to, to think back now about this time because at, you know, for me now, movement is it just comes easy. I can just go to my kitchen bench and, and do 20 push-ups. It doesn't take this insane amount of effort. But I remember that next day after seeing my doctor and going to my kitchen bench and saying to myself, just move, do it, go, you know, do something. And even just doing this one little plie, which is a ballet leg bend at that kitchen bench, Oh my gosh, it felt so hard to get myself to do it, but I got myself to do it. And then I did another one and, and another one. And, and that became my little moment that I would take in my day that I would just go down, do two minutes less. It didn't matter as long as I was doing something. Because I remember after I did that couple of minutes on that first day, and I remember lying in bed that night and normally I would go through the list of all the things that I wasn't doing right as a mom. I wasn't teaching my toddler their ABCs. I wasn't feeding them beautiful pumpkin organic puree. And this night I went, you know what, but I did something for me. I did that little thing at my kitchen bench. That feeling, that little tiny feeling of achievement was really something for me. And that's why I kept doing it each day, each day. And then I started, there's a ripple effect that comes, I think, from taking one little bit of action. Another thing I did I, from doing that, I remember I started to think, you've got to nourish yourself better. You've got to stop just eating your kids' soggy leftover crusts and chop up some vegetables for yourself or something. I remember then actually talking to a friend and telling her how I was really feeling. And then I remember getting more professional help, going to see a counsellor um, and a psychologist. And so it started to, um, yeah, just started to ripple out from just that little tiny action, even though at the time I remember thinking, well, really, come on, that's, you know, that's you know, the little tiny moment here, really, what's that going to do? It's not the whole, you know, hour um, going to the gym, doing all the things I always used to do. Uh, and, but when I started doing it for a while, I'm thinking, oh, wow, okay, I can't believe it. But that little moment actually does count for something. Yeah, I completely agree. And I think that's a really big shift when you become a parent is um, I know before I had kids, I used to do one and a half hour yoga classes. And, you know, I used to love to meditate for a whole hour in the mornings and, you know, have this whole like beautiful week of things and then after I had kids I think I had the same thing I just stopped completely because I was like well if it's not an hour and a half of yoga what's even the point you know uh, and it took me a long time to realize that just doing anything was better than doing nothing and that that really does start that um that positive feedback spiral doesn't it you feel good and then you want to do more and then you, that makes you feel even better and that makes you have a bit more motivation to do a little bit more and yeah it's um it doesn't have to be a huge first step. You just take that, you know, you just do that plie, that one little thing. One little thing. And, man, I realised I was so stuck in that all or nothing 
mindset. And then when I started to talk to people, I realized so many of us were stuck in this all or nothing mindset. If it can't look this perfect way, we don't do anything. And that's when I realized actually this needs to be an all or something mindset. Something is so much better than nothing. Two minutes is so much better the no minutes, because you're right, what happens then is it starts to build slowly, slowly, very slowly, starts to build momentum and you don't see it for ages, but then you can look back and go, oh my gosh, that little moment that I did, was been doing every day, a tiny little thing that I thought counted for nothing, it's all starting to add up, add up, add up, and, and here I am. So, how, so what was your next step then from taking that first little move for yourself to then jumping on YouTube and, you know, creating these two little moves for other people. How, how did you take that leap? Hey there, I'm interrupting this podcast to let you know that if you are really enjoying this episode, then you'll really enjoy our postpartum education and care professional training too. Our training is online and available worldwide. We've already trained nearly 2000 students in 60 different countries and we'd love you to join us. Wherever you are in your postpartum career, taking your first step or with decades of experience, if you feel a deep calling to work with new families, during this life-changing transformation, this course is for you. Learn more at newbornmothers.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Social media hadn't started really, I don't think. And I remember a really good friend of mine's sister, she was telling me about how she was struggling with her mental health. And I said to her, look, I've started doing these little moves at my kitchen bench. Why don't I take a little video of it and you can give it to your sister just as one piece of the pie. It's not this whole, here you go, now everything's totally fine. Just maybe a little way that she could start bringing a bit more exercise movement back into her day. And then um, I got a message from her saying, that helps me so much, thank you. And then I heard of someone else. So I'd film them a little video. And so I started filming them for friends. And then YouTube, social media, everything came to, to be. And so then I started putting them up there and started to um, then wrote the book and, and it went from there. And now it's really big. Can you tell us a little bit about where Two Minute Moves is now? It's so amazing. It's, it's not like I have got... Uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of followers on Instagram or whatever, but I hear from all these people who are doing their two minute moves and I'll, I'll get little videos. I got one of someone who actually, um, this mom I met and she worked, she works on a farm, a dairy farm. And she said, I'm going to start doing some squats after I close the gate putting the cows in every day whenever she does that. And so she sent me a video of her out in the paddock doing her squat. So even though she was physically active in her, in her work, there's something about doing an intentional bit of movement for you. Here's something that's going to get me stronger, make me feel stronger. Um, yeah, I have people send me little videos of them as they're hanging up the washing, uh, doing some squats some push-ups at the kitchen bench, brushing, brushing their teeth. So it is this, it's this amazing, um, thing that's starting to, uh, this philosophy that people are going, oh yeah, I'm doing my two minute moves. I was traveling to this speaking gig and I was at the front of the plane 
was an international flight doing uh, some two-minute moves, stretches and everything. And this, this mum came up to me and said, oh, I just want to say hello. I follow your two-minute moves. And she said, I'd love to be doing what you're doing, but I've got my three kids sitting there on, um, with me on the row on the plane. And I said, okay, let's swap. I'm going to go sit with your kids and you can come up here and, and do your two-minute moves, stretches there. So that's what we did. I love it. But you're being a little bit um, humble there because I know that you've been on national television in Australia and I know that you've been on national television in America as well. You've also spoken to some really um, famous people and at some really massive uh, events that are kind of world scale. So, you know, you really have had a, a huge impact with these little bits of movement. <laughs> I've been doing it for quite a while and, you know, my, my youngest is now 15 and I think I'm such an impatient person and I always just think, come on, it's got to go, it's got to go, it's got to you know, be bigger and, and better and I think what I've learnt from this and especially I think being a mom and running a business that it's, it's okay if it takes some time, it's all right if it takes a bit longer and whatever you can do in that uh, you know, in the time that you have, even just a little bit something each day towards something you're wanting to create, over time it starts to to build up and years later it's nice. You've built some foundations and, and you're ready to fly. I love it. Most of our listeners are mums starting businesses. So I think hearing that you can just take a little step because sometimes when you're, you know, right in the thick of that sleep deprivation, you know, and you you might get like a 45-minute nap and that's all you get to work on your business that day, it can be really frustrating. But, yeah, just like the two-minute moves, any little action you take over time, it it builds up and builds up. And, um, yeah, it's so amazing to see how that grows and where that leads to when you just start with that little step. And you've got to trust those little steps. You need to trust in those small steps because I remember being there rock bottom and I felt like I was just waiting, waiting for this big thing to come along and fix everything, waiting for this big magic pill or something. And and I fall into that sometimes in terms of my business. I'm, I'm you know, waiting to have this big amount of time to write the book, um, you know, waiting till I can, you know, bash 20 videos together and and really it's if you can just take that little moment every day like I wrote like I said in the TEDx talk it's that steam train stationery at the station and that effort to get that thing moving is just enormous you never think it's going to happen but it's little bit by little bit it starts to to build and move and then and off it goes you never think it's going to go but it's just those tiny little bits and then woof, off you go yeah i love it so it's hard to kind of get the momentum it's hard to start and then once it's going it just goes and goes and goes <laughs> Yes, slowly, but it goes. Slowly. <laughs> yeah, steady, it seems to be the yeah. inching, the inching seems to take a long time in your small business, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And it's always really nice to hear from people like you who like people would look at your website and go, you know, what would Lizzie know? She's so successful. Like she's never had any challenges. It's so easy for her. But no, like it is it's just a little bit every day and you keep going. And sometimes you don't think it's gonna work, but you just still do it anyway. And yeah, it's really nice to hear that. Oh, totally. I, every day, every day, I think is a challenge in business and in and in motherhood. 
as well. So often you think, oh, I don't have a clue what I'm doing. I've just got to do something. Let's, let's take action. Let's just, let's just try this. Yes. And you know, I think two minute moves have helped me a lot in my business as well. I find, I think similar to when you're depressed and you feel kind of emotionally stuck, just getting up and moving your body just helps you with that, um, getting your emotions moving as well and feeling emotionally less stuck. And the same thing in my business, sometimes when I'm like, ah, oh, just don't know what I should do, which direction I should go in. And I'm like, just walk away from the computer, you know, just walk down to the beach, even just dance to a song. It doesn't have to be a big deal and, you know, come back to it. And often moving my body when I feel afraid or stuck or nervous or, you know, unsure of what to do, I think that's really helped me in my business to have that courage to to take some risks and, and take action and things too. There's so much science and research behind what you're saying. I've just written a book that's actually out in January 2024 and it's called The Active Workday Advantage. And it's true, movement is medicine, movement is brain power, movement can change your mindset, your mood, it can enhance connections because of what our bodies and our brains are designed to function at their best through movement. And when you do move, all these amazing chemicals and hormones and things happen for you. It's, it's like we've got this inner pharmacy inside of us waiting to come out when we move. So why not use that when we're in our work days? I love it. So I'm going to leave it there and you've got two books and your website, your YouTube channel. Where's the best place for people to find out about you? Yeah, my website is lizziewilliamson.com and I'm on Instagram at energize with Lizzie, E-N-E-R-G-I-Z-E, -E, energize with Lizzie. But um, yeah, if you pop in Lizzie Williamson, Two Minute Moves, you'll find me and would absolutely love to connect with you. Amazing. We'll pop all those links in the show notes. And it's been fantastic to talk to you, Lizzie. Thanks so much. Thank you so much, Julia. Bye. Bye. Here at Newborn Mothers, we believe that every family has the right to high quality postpartum care. If you want to join us, learn more at newbornmothers.com. And if you like this podcast, we'd really love you to leave us a five-star review and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.